0: Welcome to the Weekend Wrap Up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's Morning Show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. If you've been following along on Christie's inspiring health journey, here's an update from this week, where Mark actually joins in. Here's them talking about it.
1: I guess. Thank you. How are you holding up to these this morning, Mark? Seventy-nine people who all went online yesterday and <laughs> thought I should go work out with you.
2: Yeah. So what? What did I you did think it about though.
1: it? Honest. I did it. I was literally scared driving up there. <laughs> you were. I was like. <laughs> I don't know what I'm walking into. I've seen the post-workout reactions. Mm-hmm. And Coach Meg, mm-hmm. she seems she is. She's super nice and so encouraging and mm-hmm. whatever. And then you realize you're like, no, but when she needs to push you, she can push you.
2: Yeah. And she knows her stuff.
1: Yes, and she does. Um, but it did. It actually...
2: Well, was so what was the hardest something. thing for you working Ooh, out?
1: Um, that wall sit thing. I was, that was... <laughs> That was something. I was telling my wife about it yesterday. I was like, I was shaking.
2: I was about to say, you, you had some shaky knees going on there. Oh,
1: that was a, You had
2: to hold the, the 15 pound medicine ball above your, above head, your head, like high above your head while sitting there. Yeah.
1: That was, that was, especially the second time around after you'd done the yeah. circuit for a little while. You're yeah. like, okay. Everybody's it's hard. like, I don't think I want to do this.
2: Okay. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Whenever you were doing the rope. Okay, so yes. for those listening, you, there's this heavy rope yeah, but, that they wrap around a pole. And so you take one part of the rope in your right hand, and the other part in your left hand. Yeah. But it's heavy. And you're so
1: supposed you, to, like.
2: Yeah, you just sit there and you shake it up yeah. and down. just And anyway, it's no big deal for five seconds. Uh-huh. But then you do it for a minute straight. Right, and, and your it's shoulders are hard. like,
1: why are you so doing this?
2: I was doing the wall sit uh-huh. with. with the weight above my head. And of course my knees were shaking too, but I was yelling across the room at you
1: uh-huh.
2: like, come on, bro. Yeah. Come on, Mark. Yeah, it and, wasn't helpful. Like, Were you mad at me? Cause you did not look like you were <laughs> taking I was just part in to my survive. humor.
1: <laughs> I was literally trying to, I did notice this by the time we got to the last circuit, uh-huh. it was dead silent in there. <laughs> and I knew that about you. Cause you had said like, Hey, I'm not going to get mad, but I will probably get pretty quiet. Yeah, I just and won't I was talk. like I think I have the same reaction because yeah. by about the last circuit, I was like I ain't talking to anybody. Well, I'm, I'm not going to let any words come out of my mouth.
2: So, but you weren't you weren't mad at me, you promise? Oh no. Okay.
1: I was just locked in. Okay. Begging Jesus. <laughs> I was talking to God. <laughs> It's like, locked in sounds like you were in the this. zone.
2: I don't know that you were in the zone. I think you were in like locked in desperation. That could
1: have been too. Like every breath yes. is
2: precious.
1: Yes. <laughs> By the way, thanks to Coach Meg for letting me come and hijack the, there. There's there's some video that will be coming out, sadly. Um, oh but, uh, my goodness, I cannot wait. But we had some wait. fun with it too. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely share we'll more share about that yes. workout.
1: And she was with us yesterday with for Mondays with Meg. And I, I'm still thinking about what she said that uh, a lot of times when you're talking about how important the why is Mm -hmm. that we choose things that are more like what's things. And I was like, yeah, I think that's it. I, so I've been trying to actually dig a little deeper and be like, okay, what, what are really going to be my whys for making better, healthy choices Mm -hmm. and working out more. Uh, And that idea, as much as I hated it, being able to consistently do something that's hard. Mm-hmm. There's something really good about that. Yeah.
2: I, um, I I think that's so true. And one of the things she said and why that why is so important. Like, why are you doing this? Because that is what you will fall back on whenever you're wanting to quit. So you do. You have to know your why. And yeah. I think that carries over in everything else we do in life. Like, mm-hmm. why are you mm-hmm. doing
1: that?
0: I am also inspired by Mark and Christy. It's gotten me to think more seriously about my own health journey. Love all of this positive inspiration. And right now, we probably need some positive inspiration because it's Mayember, that time of the year where everything is crazy.
1: It's Mark and Christy. So um, the school year is wrapping up. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's in survival mode. (laughs)
0: Hallelujah.
1: (laughs) Maybe desperate survival mode. Mm -hmm. I saw this. um, This was a parent's prayer at the end of the school year. Okay. I love this. Deliver us from half-hearted lunch packing and complete lack of backpack checking anymore. We're all over it. (laughs)
2: Half-hearted lunch packing. That is so true. Anyway, go ahead.
1: Um, Please carry us through the endless stream of May-induced special events and programs. Mm, So true. It's that time of the year. Uh, Lord, help us keep from completely throwing in the towel and just packing old Easter candy as the main lunch attraction. (laughs) True, completely true. Um, dear God, let sports jerseys and overdue library books instantly appear when summoned to be returned back to school. Oh my
2: goodness, we literally just put three library books in Mac's backpack yesterday because they're it overdue. Is so yeah.
1: that time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I think, um, I think we're all feeling it for sure. I
2: think we should add school projects to that list too, like... <laughs>
1: You know, have mercy Lord, upon school projects have mercy exactly are you uh, are you guys trying to wrap up the school year projects
2: um we we have just recently wrapped one up this was the beginning of last week i was like hey um i noticed that you might have some kind of 3d object or something do i'm trying to understand what that is and And so, basically, one of his classes, they are covering the 50 states, and each student can pick a state that they want to do a report on, but also accompanying that report has to be a 3D object representing that state.
1: Oh, wow. So, you've got to create it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, you know, it's the end of the year. (laughs) And we all know that whenever kiddos get projects, it also means mama or or daddy gets projects. Right. And in this case, it's, I'm usually the one with Mac assisting me
1: project help and
2: and his dad will help him for Sure. sure. But, um, so I'm looking at him and we're sitting in the kitchen and I said, okay, um, 3d project. I said, what state do you have? And he said, Georgia. Okay. I said, okay. And my son's a sports fan. Yeah. And I said, well, what's the 3D object we have to make? He goes, a bulldog. It's <laughs> like, a bulldog. And, you and have so to create I, a bulldog? Yeah, and he said it, and I didn't respond back like that, like a bulldog, but that was what was in my head. And I didn't want to steal his thunder, you know. He, he was just all excited to make this bulldog. and
1: Right, you're calculating in your mind how in the world...
2: Oh, yeah and and it's kind of we have this silence and we're both looking at each other and i'm thinking in my head um okay i don't want to make him feel bad because he wants to do a bulldog but how can we not do a bulldog <laughs> that's what i'm thinking and i said you know what i said bulldogs are awesome um but what about like you know
1: a peach <laughs> it's that's right the georgia the peaches peach right they, they have
2: peaches And he kind of looks at me. I was like, you know, I mean, we just get like a a ball of clay. We roll it up. Just super easy. You know, like a Play-Doh. You just Uh make make a ball. And we go outside. We get maybe a twig and a leaf. Throw Uh it on top. Paint it. We got a peach.
1: Did he go for it?
2: He went for it. And I was
1: so excited. So you went for the peach.
2: We went for the peach. We got some, you know, this moldable clay. Literally, he rolled a ball. We mixed some paints up. But I said, okay, I showed him a Google image of a peach. I said, go outside and find a leaf that looks like this and a twig so we can put it in top, you know, like so a little you, stem.
1: You passed up an intricate bulldog.
2: <laughs> you better for believe I did. A ball
1: with a leaf on it.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the whole project went great.
1: Did he get a grade on it?
2: He did. And I actually, I dropped the peach off separately from him so he didn't have to carry the peach because uh-huh. I didn't want the peach to break, basically. Right. And I remember dropping it off and one of his buddies was holding it. And I was like, hey, bro,
1: <laughs> don't you drop that peach. Because plan B is not.
2: <laughs> That's right. No, There's no more projects. Okay. Don't you drop that peach. <laughs> this is
0: it. Wouldn't it be nice if we were able to spread out assignments and projects instead of putting everything to the last minute? I guess that would be too much to ask for, but up next is a positive difference story that watered my eyes.
2: So there's this playground in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and it's a public playground. It's not on a school or anything like that property. And some kids were playing around, around the climbing wall, and they see a note on the climbing wall and this is what it said it said to be honest I'm sad nobody ever wants to hang out with me I've lost the only person who listens I cry every day and I'm just sad
1: Allie which is heartbreaking it is like you just can't even think about it without getting a little lump in your throat
2: and and that's how the the families and, and the kiddos felt when they read this note And so one of the families decided to put the note on social media, took a picture of it and put it out there. And hundreds of comments started showing up, which also got the attention of a parent and staff member of a nearby school. And so that parent went over and left a note next to Allie's note on the playground. And she also left a box full of chalk. Mm -hmm. Okay. And her note said... Please leave Allie a kind note. So since then, so many positive messages of support have been written all over the place around this jungle gym area. There's a sidewalk that surrounds the jungle gym and the climbing wall. And down the sidewalk, chalk-drawn hearts, balloons have just filled up the sidewalk and sweet messages to Allie. And the principal of that nearby school he said Ali represents all of us because at some point in time we've all experienced sadness and mm-hmm. suffering and loneliness and and but this is what he said that I just loved. He said we like to try to think that we can actually remove suffering from our lives. The reality is that we need to learn how to suffer well because we're going to suffer. It's just the question of how we respond to that suffering that matters
1: the most. It's wow. wise. Yeah. And what a great reminder, too. Like, who do we know in our lives that we're going to interact with today that might be feeling just like Allie? Lonely. That's right. Suffering in some way. Mm -hmm. And we could do a little something about it.
2: Yeah. And I just love how the community came together, too, to Mm -hmm. say,
1: hey, Allie, you matter? Rally the support? Yeah. Great idea.
0: I just loved this story because it goes to show how the simple acts of kindness can make all the difference. Just leaving little chalk notes for Allie. That tugged at my heart in a powerful way. We can all feel the way Allie is feeling. And I agree with this principle, such wise words, that we have to learn how to get through these tough seasons in our life. And you know, community, friends, family, that love and support, like leaving kind messages, can make all of that difference in our dark times. Maybe even bring us into brighter seasons. So powerful and yet so simple. But there are always those dark seasons, those times of suffering. But we do have hope, the hope in Jesus's resurrection. Tim Keller recently passed away and Mark and Christy reflect on him and some words he shared about the hope he had in Jesus.
1: Um, Over the weekend, the news came out that pastor and he's an author, speaker, Timothy Keller Mm -hmm. passed away. And uh, it actually hit hit me because... He's written so much stuff that has literally impacted my life. Mm. And, um, and it was interesting just seeing online how many people, a lot of them, people that, you know, are like well-known and then just tons of, you know, everyday folks that were like, no, God used this guy to help me. Like for me, there was a book called prodigal God that he wrote Mm -hmm. that helped me see myself in a way I'd never understood before. Like the, the idea, especially for those of us who've grown up in the church and maybe figured out how to do a lot of the things that we're supposed to do along the way. Right. Um, and you can get this like older, he calls, talks about the older brother mentality in there. And um, and then you stop relishing the, the good news and the grace that it takes for each one of us to even take a breath. It's, um, mm. yeah, I'm super grateful.
2: Well, definitely um, one of the most iconic figures in faith of our time he's like a c.s lewis of our
1: generation
2: yeah incredible guy
1: i am i have a friend doug who had a chance to actually have a little interview conversation with him and he had posted this uh over the weekend i thought i would share it and he asked him a really interesting question he said what would you say and this is a guy at the time he's been battling cancers he's going through some really rough stuff And he asked him, like, what would you say, especially to the next generation, that younger generation who look around and see all the mess and suffering and like just fearful about the future? What would you say?
3: Well, okay, let me just say something that Kathy and I have talked to each other about in the last year. If Jesus Christ was actually raised from the dead, if he really got up, walked out, was seen by hundreds of people, talked to them. if he was raised from the dead, then you know what? Everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're worried about right now, whatever you're afraid of, everything is actually going to be okay. Uh, because, because you got to remember, we're not just talking about resurrected people. Jesus Christ is, and this is where Christianity is unique, we're talking about a resurrected world. Meaning, other. Uh, there's plenty of other religions that talk about a future afterlife, which is a non-material world. In other words, you get a consolation. For the world we've lost, mm. Christianity says it's not just your bodies are being resurrected but the the world is actually going to be a material world that's cleansed from all evil and suffering and uh and sin and if Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, then the whole world is going to be in a sense resurrected, mm. and everything is going to be okay mm. everything you don't even you don't know how i don't know how, but it will be so uh and you know what actually it right now I couldn't possibly. Be convinced that Jesus was not raised from the dead, mm. either intellectually or ex- existentially. So whenever I'm, and by the way, but Kathy and I, listen, we cry, we had, we, we cried a lot last mm. night. Sometimes the reality of the shortness of what we have left here just overwhelms us. And we were just weeping together and, and crying. And then you say, if Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, it is going to be okay. And then you can wipe your tears, but you don't stop mm. crying. Uh, it's like salt in the wound that keeps the wound from going mm. bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that keeps them from getting infected, but it doesn't mean that until the end of you know, until we actually meet Jesus Christ, we we still have our wounds, so they aren't going to be mm-hmm. healed. But they'll be healed by His. So I think I still could. Yeah, I would still go back to if Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and He was, you're going to be okay.
1: That is the brilliant scholar mm-hmm. and also just humble pastor, yeah. Tim Keller. And man, yeah, when that's it, right? Like if you can bank your life on that.
2: Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, you have a guy like Tim Keller who is, I mean, knows the word, like frontwards and backwards, right? And at the end of the day, it all really does come down to that. Yeah. If Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, it's all going to be okay. be okay.
0: I like how Tim was honest about the fact he and his wife still cried. Even though they had hope and knew that Jesus was resurrected and everything would be okay, they still felt the deep emotions that come with facing death and pain. I think that's important. Important to remember that we can still grieve. We can still cry. Jesus himself wept when Lazarus died, even though he was going to go raise him up. It's okay to feel all of the feelings, even when we have hope. If you're experiencing some dark days right now, Robert has some encouraging scripture.
4: And maybe today you're feeling like I could use some of those brighter days right about now. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and I get it. Maybe this is your time of struggle and the days are feeling pretty dark. I want to give you a, a Bible verse that I have leaned on for years just to encourage me in those times, and I hope it helps you as well. It's 1 Peter 5, verse 10, and it says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast
0: anytime my heart feels like it weighs down to my stomach i pull out my bible and every time i do it has gotten me through those hard nights i'll have to remember that one from robert first peter 5 verse 10 here's some more from robert
4: The older I get, the more I understand how my dad used to be when I was a kid. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and have you noticed that, that uh, you're starting to understand where your parents' perspective was, where they were coming from? Well, I was just driving through town, and I was going to stop and get gas, and I realized, wait a minute... They tore down my favorite gas station. You know, in Siloam, they had that gas station right outside Walmart. I liked it there. Now it's gone. I don't know what they're building now. But I'm thinking, wait a minute. I have a favorite gas station. I have just turned into the dad dad now. The dad that my daughter's just going to roll her eyes at every time. Every day, I find another reason to be inspired by my wife. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and my wife actually deals with a whole lot of chronic pain, so she's already a, a super soldier in my mind, just powering through, but she also has this beautiful perspective, because where we live, we're surrounded by just, you know, acres and acres of cows and fields, and so the cows love her, and all these baby cows will run up to the fence, and so I'm standing out there with her, and she's talking to this baby cow, and she's like. The same God that created you, created me. I'm like, wow, that kind of perspective? Because in my mind, I was thinking, can I touch that baby cow's nose before it runs away?
0: I loved that sweet and inspiring anecdote from Robert's wife. The same God who made the cows, made us. Truly incredible. I just love animals and I think they are such a gift from God especially dogs. Dogs are something special. Robert's wife brought their new puppy to the station a few days ago, and I nearly stole it, but I didn't. Yet. Speaking of animals, Kara did not want to invite a certain animal to join her game.
5: It was such a beautiful weekend. Yesterday afternoon, my husband and I were like, okay, we have to go outside. It's mm. just too nice yep. to not be outside. So we were playing some baggo in the backyard, you know, the bean bags. And oh, okay. I was like super focused and ready, you know, trying to get the bags to go in the hole, which I was <laughs> not doing a good job despite at. Despite your focus. Despite my focus. Okay. And I was so focused that at one point I looked up past the goal and I realized that there was an animal standing the edge of the woods right in front of our little bago game
1: okay
5: it was a fox oh and i don't know if you've ever like seen foxes in the wild they're usually pretty skittish yeah this fox was like standing there just staring at us oh. hanging out i was like oh there's a fox there so we stood there and we kind of you know were like okay any yeah. minute right he's gonna turn around and run right. away no no he starts to come closer to oh. us is very curious and so, you know, my husband's like, I don't I don't know if we want you to come play our game with us and you know, made some loud <laughs> oh, voices invited, to discourage. Huh? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I I don't know much about foxes. Yeah. Are they cool? Are they not? Like are they friendly? If, if they I don't know, if they lose, are they gonna be sore uh, losers? Maybe that's why. We what were it, just yeah. we were a little bit concerned, so we didn't invite him
1: to Fair play. Enough.
0: I know I'm a bit weird. Anytime I think of foxes, my head cannot help but think of the song from 2013, What Does the Fox Say? And I think it drove some parents insane, but I just heard that song everywhere at the time, so it's drilled into my head. What does the fox say? Do you know? Here's some more from Anson and Kara.
1: If you've ever felt like you've used social media too much, you've probably tried just about every tactic to reduce your mm. usage.
5: Yeah, that's there true. There
1: are like wellness apps on your phone right? that will turn off you know, your social media apps oh, after a certain amount of time. That's clever, yeah. Maybe you try, you know, Distancing yourself from your device, yeah. <laughs> like at night, you don't bring it into the bedroom. Exactly. Yep. I've things tried that. like that. It's good. And
4: sometimes some of
5: those things work, and yeah, sometimes they don't. Sometimes yeah. our
1: obsession with social media is very <laughs> resilient. It's true. There's one thing left I thought about today that you could try, though, Kara. Okay. Especially if, say, you're addicted to TikTok. All right. You could uh, you could move to Montana. Oh. Have you heard about Montana? Well, that's
5: little... Oh, that's right. They it?
1: just announced a new law.
5: They outlawed it. Banning yeah. TikTok. Okay. Takes
1: effect next year. Wow. A little bit extreme. That's a little, yeah. To move to a new state. Whoo, but depends. hey, sometimes you got to <laughs> do what you got to do. That's
5: right. We mentioned yesterday that pastor and author Tim Keller passed away last Friday. And he has been someone that's been, I would say, pretty significantly influential in my life. Anson, you said in yours as well. Mm-hmm. And in the lives of thousands of people, if yes. we're honest. Um, just his perspective and his refreshing um, his refreshing approach to the gospel and to so many different issues in life. It's just, it's just been really lovely to take in over the, these last years. And as we were reflecting on some of the things that we've personally learned from him immediately, one particular story comes to mind. And it's actually a story that he retold of um, J.R. Tolkien. Okay. It's a short story called Leaf by Niggle. And it's about this character, Niggle, who's an artist. He has a dream one night about this beautiful tree. And when he wakes up, he's like, I have to paint this tree. Mm -hmm. And so he begins working on it meticulously. Like he works and works and works and works. And when he gets to the end of his life, he has completed exactly one leaf of this tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. And at the end of his life, he's taken on this a train ride to a heavenly unnamed place. And to his surprise, the tree he never had time to finish during his lifetime, there stands complete. I love the way that Tim sums up the meaning of this story for our own lives and our own work. He says, once or twice in your life, you may feel like you have finally gotten a leaf out. Whatever your work, you need to know this. There really is a tree. Whatever you are seeking in your work, the city of justice and peace, the world of beauty and brilliance, the story, the order, the healing is there. There is a God. There is a future healed world that he will bring about and your work is showing it in part to others. Your work will only be partially successful on your best days in bringing that world about. But inevitably, the whole tree that you seek, the beauty, harmony, justice, comfort, joy, and community will come to fruition. If you know all this, you won't be despondent because you can get only a leaf or two out in this life. You will work with satisfaction and joy you will not be puffed up by success or devastated by setbacks
0: i didn't know much about tim keller till his recent passing as i saw everyone around me talking about him i've heard some of his quotes and seen something he's written now and he clearly had such a profound legacy that when he dies the whole christian community i'm a part of is talking about him and reflecting on his life I can't help but be curious, and I'm excited to learn more about him, read his work. Tim Keller has obviously left an imprint on this world, that even in his death, his work is continuing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.